0: What's up, guys? Rick here with your live chat for this week's Open Championship. We're indeed presented by the homies over at Jock Market. We'll talk more about them in a second, but let's go. Let's go. 10 hours away, 10 and a half hours away from this thing kicking off. If you're watching live right now, it starts in 10 and a half hours. If you're not watching live, it starts sooner. I'm buzzing. Maybe we'll just go. Maybe we'll just do this until the first tea time. Armina won't like that, but like we'll just go for the next ten hours. I don't care. I'm absolutely buzzing right now. Uh, we're gonna go through all your questions, all your comments, all your, all your concerns. Get them in the chat. We'll do as much as possible. Uh, we'll just do. We'll do the annoying stuff right out of the gate. Right. We'll do the wind. We'll do the weather draw. That way, if anybody asks a question about weather or wind, refer them back to the start of the show. So here we go. Windfinder. Uh, I've got two sources here. I've got Windfinder and I've got this metoffice.gov.uk source, which is apparently more accurate for uh, things across the pond. If you look at Thursday, and you guys can follow along with me and tell me what you see here, I see from Thursday morning around 7 a.m. to about 11 a.m. winds between 9 and 12 miles an hour. When we get to the weekend, or excuse me, when we get to the afternoon, it appears that the wind does indeed get a little bit stronger, 14 to 18 miles an hour. It doesn't seem as gusty, right? The gusts don't seem to be going up increasingly with the sustained wind speeds, but it appears there are going to be some stronger winds on Friday on Thursday afternoon. Then you look at Friday, and this is the super forecast. So this is hour by hour. Friday appears that while there's not a ton of wind, right, somewhere between six and twelve miles an hour all day long, uh, the twelve mile an hour stuff, the the stronger stuff, is in the morning, and Friday afternoon tends to lay down a little bit. Friday afternoon the winds flip, which is actually going to be an interesting little thing to see as well. So, um, if you ask me right now, and actually hold on, before I commit to this, here's MetOffice.gov.uk. I don't know where this weather station is. Uh, I know the one from Windfinder. the weather station's less than a mile away from uh, from the old course. I'm not sure where this weather station is, but it it's it's not as drastic but kind of similar, right? A couple mile an hour uh, increase on wind over oh, from Thursday afternoon to Thursday morning and then Friday's not as detailed yet and kind of the same thing. It's not as huge, but there appears to be wind that settles down in the afternoon even if it's by a mile an hour or two. So I believe if you ask me right now and again, in 10 and a half hours, a lot of this stuff can change. And with tee times as spread out as they are for the Open Championship, uh, this could change during the rounds, obviously. I believe that Thursday morning, Friday afternoon would have maybe the better side of it. If I was going to stack, I'd stack that side. If you're going to stack that side, you should probably stack the other side too, just in case this thing flips on its head. It is the UK. uh things can change very, very quickly. But that's what I see. That's what the forecast shows as of right now. Take that for what it's worth. You might say it's only a couple miles an hour. It's not a big deal. More power to you. I've got no problem with that. There's also a question uh, coming in a a couple of minutes that asks, hey, Rick, do you have wind strokes gain numbers on your website? I'll save you all the rant. Go back to last week's rant about this. That is not actionable data. It is very noisy. I don't want to ruin the 150th Open Championship with a wind rant stack. Um that scrub asks, hey Rick, who are going to be the most owned golfers in one and do- Oh, who are the most owned golfers? I was trying to get to one and done already. Okay, here's my website. It's RickRunGood.com. It's a giant golf database. Betting, fantasy, all that fun stuff. You should subscribe. Everything you see is going to be coming from my website. As of right now. The top of the board, Roy McElroy, uh likely to crack over 20% ownership. Jordan Spieth, Xander Shoffley, Cam Smith, all likely to be over 20%. Tommy Fleetwood coming in at like 22 Max Homa at 21, down in the 7K range. When you go further than that, uh, Gary Woodland and Ryan Fox are catching double digits at the bottom of the 7K range. Siwoo and Minwoo are getting a little bit of love in the lower sevens into the upper sixes. And then you're going to get whoever's been touting Thriston Lawrence it's working uh 12% projected ownership at $6500 if there has been he has been uh the guy that a lot of the, the those builds have rallied around i suspect it comes in lower than that that feels like a twitter bubble type of deal uh and then Tom Kim Ju Hyung Kim goes by Tom is his nickname uh 6% at 6500 bucks so those are likely to be the most popular chris says Hey, Rick, for DFS purposes, how would you rank Answer, Im, and Neiman? Probably Neiman, Answer, then Im. Unfortunately, I, I wish I saw a little bit more from Sungjae coming into this event. He hits a heavy ball. This should be a really good spot for him. We're not really seeing that right now. Um, Answer over Neiman, or excuse me, Answer over M. Answer is not very good around the greens, but if you're playing from greenside, you're pretty much toes up anyway. If you look at what answer does well, um, he rarely three putts. He's very good in what they call approach putt performance, which is how far away are you after your first putt. I think lag putting is going to be very critical this week. So what I did when I sent out my weekly newsletter, which I highly recommend that you subscribe to, there's a link in the description. uh, I created a stat here called total lagging. I took the ranks for three-putt avoidance, the ranks for approach putt performance, and I tallied them up like they would for total driving, for example. And Abraham answer is number one in total lagging. Now, I still worry about some other aspects of his game, but um, I think he's worth a a look down there. And then Neiman, you know, Neiman's got a lot, a lot of stuff going for him, right? He's putting in general better than he was six months ago He should be able to flight things and keep it in control. We saw him play really well at Riviera. We saw him play really well in the shadow of Tiger Woods. He doesn't seem to get, you know, beaten up a bit in these big moments. The other thing is, um, and it goes for answer too, I guess it goes for Sungjae as well. I think there's a pretty good crossover to that President's Cup that was held at Royal Melbourne a couple of years ago. What would that have been? December 2019. You're going to get firm, fast, browned out, run it, link style golf. Like, it's going to be amazing. I cannot wait for this. It's going to be awesome. Oliver says, Mr. Dick Sprintwell himself. Due to uh, right off the tee being bad, I want to use your right rough tendency. Is it the higher ranked players that we want to avoid? Okay. So what Oliver is referring to here is if you go to the – Holy grail. And I have so many tabs open that here it is. Okay. I can't even read where I'm going next. Go to the stats page. These are PGA tour stats. I've got everybody in the field loaded in, go to off the tee and click on right rough, tendency. This is how frequently these golfers hit the right rough. So, uh, yes, you are correct. Oliver, the guys that have a higher value and a lower rank or a higher rank, I suppose, are hitting the right rough more often. So the way that this reads Garrick Higo, 10.49% only plays out of the right rough 10.49% of the time. So some of the worst guys who have enough rounds to qualify, um, beefy Bryson. Have you heard of him? Yeah, that's pretty concerning. Uh, 22% of the time. Will Zalatour is also concerning too, 24% of the time. Now, I I will say, um, man, I have so many rants I need to go on. So I I am on the record that like, I have no idea how Bryson finds a path to victory this week, uh, which probably means he wins. Armina already told me. She was like, Bryson's going to win it. That's my pick. I was like, you're just an agent of chaos at this point. Um, Okay. Two things. Will Zalatoris is a decade guy. He uses that decade system, right? It's a system where um, they plot out every, all the strategies of every shot on every course that they play, and he abides by it. He's a big data guy, which makes me believe he's not, not just going to pull driver and bring the right rough into, into play as often as um, Bryson will. Bryson has already said he's going to drive. try to drive. Um, hold on. I'll, I'll pull it up for you. Bryson said... Uh, he was talking about it today. And this is what I think is is going to be concerning for Bryson is he has already said he is going to try to drive one, two, seven, nine, ten, and 12. That's going to end poorly, right? I mean, you're going to have to be absolutely perfect for four days with the drive that ends poorly for Bryson. Doesn't it? Doesn't it like what? I just don't, I don't see the path. I don't see the path. Um. Anyway, that's, that's the Bryson. Rant. One and done. Scheffler or Xander this week. Uh, both are fine. I would probably just play Xander. But it's splitting hairs there. Hey, Rick, can you show us the best par four scores or just pure scores $7,300 and below? Sure. So let's go back to the Holy Grail here. Let's go to scoring. And I believe I should have par four scoring in here. Yep, par four scoring. And we can sort this by... Uh, Hold on. I got to get strokes gain total out of here. There we go. Par four scoring. And you want guys that are under 7,300. Well, Seamus Power is number two. He's 7,400 if you can make up the extra uh, 100 bucks. Mito Pereira would be next of those guys that meet the criteria. He's 7,300. He's 10th on tour. What else do we have? Aaron Wise, $7,000. He's 26th on tour. Uh, JT Poston would be next. Russell Henley would be next. Uh, Cameron Trigali. Those are your sub-7,300-dollar par-4 scores. I'm going to skip all the wave advantage questions, all the wind, all the weather questions. It's at the very top of the show. Rewind and go from there. My model likes him quite a bit and I'm more excited about Now, Im doesn't have Lynx results. Who do you prefer? Um, I'm, I'm not sure Sungjae's healthy. I'm not sure if that's breaking news or not. I thought I kind of heard he's... The back's been bothering him. Um, I, if, if everyone was healthy, I'd much prefer Jay. I think in this situation, with the way that Tony Finau is rating out and some of the concerns around Jay not having much good play leading into this, unfortunately, I'd have to go with Finau, but it's not something I love. Uh, best plays at 65, 100. Struggling mostly between Tom Kim and Thurston Lawrence. Let me see what I can find on Lawrence and, and show you guys here. Um... Thriston is is, might be, is might be how he pronounced it. Okay. Oh, this is amazing. Okay. So a couple of things you guys are going to love this. This is hot off the presses as of like 15 minutes ago. So this is uh Thriston Lawrence's stat profile page on RickRungood.com. Notice I have his strokes gain breakdown from European tour events. That is hot off the presses like 15 minutes ago. So I've loaded in everybody, all the Euro tour breakdown from 2022 and 2021, I'll continue to go back. But now, instead of just having strokes gain total, we've got the metric. So we can see, for example, Lawrence finishes T24 at the Scottish Open. No problem there. Gained strokes on approach. Uh, very good off the tee at the Irish Open. Gained 4.6 there. He's generally a pretty good ball striker. And the putter can get hot. This is not. This is not the worst thing I've ever seen. This is a pretty good stat profile for a guy who seemingly has top 10 upside on the European tour. Can he do it here? I don't know. Uh Tom Kim showed us that he can do it uh last week and he's been playing well and he plays more on the Asian tour than the European tour. At least that's where some of the results in that got him into this event. But uh yeah, I highly encourage you to go check out these profile pages now because I've got the data, baby. One and done. Rory, Rom, Speeth, Tony, Oost, 19th place out of 96, top five pays. One and done goes through BMW, $1. million point eight million dollar behind. Leaning Usi because I might not be able to use him again. Ooh, I don't know if that's a great reason. Um, I I don't think it's a great reason because you have Rory, Rahm, Speeth, Tony. Like, I think you should just play Rory. Rory has probably been used by most guys. Uh, if you don't want to use Rory, play Speed. I, I understand why you want to use Louie, but there's also nothing that says you have to use Louie this year. Hey, Rick, hope all is well. Who do you think the guy is going... Who do you think the guy going to benefit the most from a fast, dry course? What stats do you have? Uh, to look at as far as a a fast racetrack. So to me, this is a little bit harder to quantify, right? Because what you would think is, okay, who hits it far? Who hits a draw? Who's going to get a lot of roll? I'm not necessarily sure that's going to be the model at St. Andrews or at the old course. You know, this is a golf course that is um, not very long. If it's firm and fast and guys are rolling it out, they're going to be able to play to any number that they want. So it's almost like even more strategic now that it's firm and fast is Bryson going to try to drive everything and then rely on the around the green play. Or is someone like Rory who already foreshadowed that he might be laying back off the tee this week to get full shots in to greens is the strategic side going to take care of this. So it's, I think that's really hard to quantify for this week. Uh, I wish I had a better answer for you. Hey, Rick. I noticed in your newsletter you mentioned being out on Aaron Wise this week, except for jock market format. Any reason why he's not viable in DFS at a flat seven k? Uh, no, I think I was just pointing out that he is like one of the most profitable golfers in the world in the jock market, right? Which I I I don't want to bet him. Uh, if you want to play him at seven thousand dollars on DFS, that's better than betting him outright. Uh, but I still think the best way to get access to him is in the jock market. So no, I didn't I didn't mean it like that. If it came across. Um, if it came across that way. So Aaron wise is right here. So this is jock market. This is stock market DFS. Uh, Aaron wise, you, you, you buy guys at certain share prices has gone for $4 and 82 cents on average in his last 10 average payout, $6 and 55 cents. So they've guaranteed payouts that, um, that, that ter- determine the share price. So for Xander, uh, for example, Xander last week got the full payout, $25 a share. Kurt Kiyama got $20 a share, this is it's a fun little format. Um, you can go and sign up and use the code Rick and get 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That'll be that'll be good. You can join Joe Idonia and myself tonight for the Power Hour, 8:15 p.m. Eastern Time on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. So you can go bid right now and you can go bid on Aaron Wise. But I didn't I did not necessarily um, intend to uh, like say you can't use him in any other format. So that's that's my apologies. Uh, Kevin says, uh, regarding prize picks, uh, birdie or better matchups, you continue to mention how favorites outperform. What's the best way to take advantage of them? Okay, so for those who are just getting up to speed on this, I've emailed it out. I I created a video this week. Um, There's a lot of information out there. So what Kevin is referring to is on prize picks, which is props, Every single line on these birdie or better matchups by round is set to zero. And they are basically a really good player versus a golfer that is probably not as good. And this looked like a trap at first. It's not. Last week, I don't have the numbers in front of me, Kevin, but over the last four weeks, the, the headliners are just blindly smashing. You know, it's like 124, 80, and 25 or something like that. Um, so the way that, the, the way that you should be playing on prize picks is the, there, there are three options. You either pick two of them and take your, you know, your, your three X on your, on your investment, right? Uh, your, your two to one, or you play uh four and you take your power play for, let me click these, uh, for, for 10 X, or you play a five and you get the flex play here. Um, if you play three, you're punting money away. That's like. For sure, so two, four, or five, I prefer two and four um that's just the way that I like to do it. The math tends to back that up a little bit, so I would pick out my favorite two or four of of these, and I would start building a bunch of prop entries out and 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 this is a volume game right you you don't necessarily like if you have a thousand dollars allocated for the week, it's not necessarily that you want to put a thousand dollars on one prop or one prop entry, like put it into twenty. entries or something like that. Like, I I think this is a volume game. Um, the other thing is, and I made a video about this. You can go check out the video. Uh, the, the holes played. There's a couple of guys who are favorites to make the cut. Uh, Lucas Herbert is is like minus minus one sixty-eight to make the cut. Tiger is a favorite to make the cut. And there was one more, uh, did they yank somebody? I forget who the last guy was. But, like, these guys are favorites to make the cut. You should be taking both of those. I thought the fairways were too low, although some of those lines have already moved. I thought the greens and regulation were too low. Go read my newsletter. Go watch the video that I put out. Use the code RICK. Uh, also get you 100% instant deposit match there. It helps me a lot. It helps you guys. Okay. Dan the Man. Hey, Rick. Is Thomas Peters worth a GPP roster spot this week? Or do you see some better options in the $7,200 range? Uh, okay, let me see. So the other kind of interesting option would be Jordan Smith. Um, I'm, I'm fine with either one of these guys. Smith might get a little bit more love because he popped quickly, but fading fading over the, the, the weekend or on Sunday to a T24 might keep that stuff in check. I'm fine with either one of those guys. Hey, Rick, you are the man. Any data on, say, the past three lineups? No, past three years... Uh, of majors in the optimal lineup. Just curious if I should pay anything below like 6,900 bucks. Okay. There's another question coming up that says, hey, do you, have, do you happen to have the, uh, the, the, the optimal lineup from last year? Well, yes. And I tweet these out. So what you should do is you could go to Twitter and you should type into Twitter search, Rick Run Good Optimal. Rick Run Good Optimal Open Championship. Rick Run Good Optimal Masters. Whatever. You'll see all of them there. Here's the optimal from last year. This is the best possible lineup you could have made. Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, Louis and three guys in the 9K. Mackenzie Hughes, Dylan Fratelli, Brian Harmon, two 6Ks and a 7K. It only costs 48500 If you're just tuning in for the first time, the optimal lineup, the best possible lineup you could make is rarely close to 50K. Sometimes we get closer to it in major championships, but this is very normal for an optimal lineup. And I know a lot of people don't like to leave money on the table. They don't like... Uh, they want to spend everything. I get it. I'm telling you, that's not necessarily the right thing to do. Um, you can go through and search for for other ones as as, as well there and uh, check out other major championships. Any love for Patrick Cantlay this week? Yeah, so uh, boy, I, I'm just the guy who steps on the rake, right? That, that's how I experience or explain myself uh, every single time I play Patrick Cantlay at a major championship. But look at this stretch of golf runner up, win, missed cut at the PGA. T3, 14th, 13th, 4th. And there was a US Open in there. So we've got him off of at least one good, one good major championship. When Patrick Cantlay is doing this, gaining strokes basically across the board in every single category, he is at his best. So I am um yeah, of course I love Patrick Cantlay this week. I love him. Um the other thing is, I don't know what his record was at the President's Cup at Royal Melbourne, but I bet you it was pretty good. Him and Xander kind of ran roughshod on everybody, right? Okay. Was that a sneeze? I think Armina just sneezed from other... I've never heard her sneeze like that. Um, that was bizarre. Scheffler, Lowry or Lowry for one and done. I'm near the lead. You have to play Scheffler. I, I, like, if you're... P- play your position. If you're fifth out of 800 and you have Scotty Scheffler available to you, you must play Scotty Scheffler. I hope it ends well for you. I don't know if it will, but strategically there is no other option but for you to play Scotty Scheffler here. Um, Smash the like button says DFS Chef. How much do you put into the tidbits uh, Andy had in his write-up? Eight out of 10 winners uh, played the week before. Zero. I love Andy. Andy knows I don't like trends. I don't think Andy likes trends all that much, but um, the trends that you guys hear uh, are almost exclusively reactionary and they are almost never predictive. It's always like nine of the last 10 winners finished T18 and in, in a start the week before. And it's like, well, okay, go back further than 10. Uh, why did you choose 18th? That's an arbitrary number because you, because it fit, right? It made it work. Also, how does that compare to other tournaments? I always ask, anytime anybody sends me a trend, I ask the same question. I say, how does this compare to other courses or other events? And the person who sends me the trend Never knows. Once that, once we have that information, I'd at least be more interested in it. All right. Uh, Homa being paired with tiger. Does it help him or hurt him? I'm going to hope it doesn't hurt him. I'm heavily invested in max Homa. I kind of wish he wasn't paired with tiger, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Uh, That's a little bit too much. Like trying to get in in the mentals of these guys, I think is a fool's errand. Uh, I'll stick to the data. I'll roll with max. Hey Rick, thoughts on Morikawa at this course and why do you think he is coming in so much lower owned than other guys? Uh, last time I looked he was 4.2%. Yeah. He's something like that. And listen, we, he did the same thing last year, right? He didn't play well at the Scottish open, uh, said that the clubs were not interacting with, with the turf very well. And then he went out and won this at like 35 to one. And I suppose, uh, the reason the, the question is why, is, why is he not popular? Well, I think the reason is he's played three good rounds since the Masters, right? I, I think we could argue T26, 29th, 55th, 40th, and two missed cuts is not a good stretch of golf. Now, the three good rounds that I refer to all came at the U.S. Open. Saturday 77 was horrendous. It cost him the U.S. Open because um, he was phenomenal the other three days. But those are the only three rounds we've seen from him, and he lost. Strokes in all three T to Green stats for the first time in well, I guess he did it. No, he did it. Um he did it here. He did it at last year's tour championship. It's rare. It's rare that he does that. So that's why there's there's concern around Colin Moracow. Any word on Victor Sticks? Uh yeah, he's had his clubs for a while. Um, hey Rick, can you run a model and see who pops for value? Uh sure. So Let me pull up rickrungood.com. This is the custom model. God, what did I do earlier in the week? Okay, let's do last 36. If you read my newsletter, last 36 has been quite predictive as of late. Okay. Uh, I wish there was like a strokes gain strategy or something like that. Um, Let's start with off the tee play. Um. maybe I don't want to do that. I I actually don't even know how important off the tee is going to be this week. It's so easy to hit these fairways. And I think with the way it's going to roll out, it's like all like whatever number you want to come in from, these guys are going to be able to come in from. I'm like starting to think that off the tee doesn't matter. Let's just put 10 on it. Let's just put 10 off the tee approach play. Uh, I will do 10 on weighted strokes gained approach. And I will do uh, ten on fifty to one twenty-five, which I think is going to be a very popular place to come in from. Around the green, I don't think I really cut. I don't think I really care about putting. Uh, I tend to care a lot about. So I'm going to probably put, which is rare for me. So I'll put twenty-five on putting. Mm-hmm. Then I will also put twenty-five on par five scoring. Which remember there are. Um, 16 par, uh, 14 par fours. There's only two par threes, only two par fives. And then we'll put 10 on par three and 10 on par five. And this will give us my number one golfer being Justin Thomas. No surprise. Sam Burns, Cam Smith, Xander Shoffley, John Rahm, Seamus, 7,400. I'd consider that value as number six. Karen Trigali is number eight at 7,000. Abraham answer 7,600 at number 14. The first guy in the 6K range. Wow. There's nobody in the 6K range. Keith Mitchell, 33rd in my model. Real quick, Barracuda one and done. Uh, sure, McNeely or Cam Davis. If you don't have either one of those, Nick Hardy. Uh, need one and done help. Not front running, just want to be relevant in the standings. That is very astute of you and uh, commendable. Lowry, Morikawa, Fleetwood, or Louie? Boy, yikes. Ah, oh, boy. Um, Crap. That's a great question, Chris. I would say... Shit. Um... Lowry, it's really, really close, dude. Really close. Okay, uh, next. <laughs> this is just an ad for RickRunGood.com from Cohiba, who says if you're not a subscriber to Rick Rungood, you're nuts. Best money you can spend. Oh, he's running a, um, he's running a contest in the Slack channel. Uh, there's 23 spots left, so if you're not in, go get in. I know you, Andy, Golf Digest, etc., etc., are fading John Rom this week. However, would you prefer a combo of DJ and Lowry or Rom and Woodland? Probably still DJ Lowry, although Woodland looks looks healthy again. I'm I don't know, man. I'm worried about. I was worried about Rom last week, and then like Mark Immelman gave me all the technical stuff about his swing and how he's shallowing it out in the wrong spot, and it doesn't look like his other. And I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm out. Uh, if you're looking for weather and wind questions, uh, go back to the start of the show. Okay, most popular GPP builds will look like uh, this. Rory Xander, Rory Spieth, uh Spieth Xander, uh, probably then like Rory Xander Tommy. I don't know what that would leave you with. Or Rory Xander Homa. Rory Xander Homa is probably the most common build this week. Or Spieth Xander Homa, which would save you eleven hundred dollars, but come in around the same projected ownership. Uh, that is the way that I see this going. If you want to be a little bit different, Scotty Scheffler is like half the ownership of, of, of Rory McIlroy. Uh, if you went Scotty Xander, or if you went, uh, Colin, I mean, anything with Colin Moore or Cowan, it's going to be different. Uh, if you skipped out on Xander entirely and went maybe like Scotty Smith, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. It, it's, it's when pricing comes out so early, it's like guys are just honed. Like the builds are all just honed in, right? Everybody, in the same spot. Nima, Neiman or Homa. Uh, I am, I am much in favor of Max Homa. That, that is, I, I, it's not that I don't like Joaquin Neiman, but let me show you Max Homa's stat profile here it is pretty bonkers. Ball striking phenomenal, right? He's been great since Phoenix. He has fixed the short game struggles when he puts. Well, he cashes it in. This is a really, even the T16 at the Scottish, he played better than that. He was one shot off the lead on his back nine on Sunday. Uh, made a big number, kind of similar to what, what uh, Jordan Spieth did. I, I won't knock him too much for that. Links golf is hard. Uh, really, really like the way Homa home plays. Uh, last week in the $3 birdie, I finished in second place and won 3K. If Jay Kim didn't three putt, I would have won. Uh, that's pretty sick. Congrats. How concerning is Jay Kim's miscut at the PGA? Like zero percent, right? I mean, he's been awesome, right? Should we should we just like look this up? Um, like, I'm not going to give him. I, I can't. I can't say the miscut at the PGA is is uh, concerning when he makes the cut at the U.S. Open, finishes 23rd, and then he just finished third at the Scottish Open. This doesn't have his Asian Tour stuff, which is phenomenal. So, no. I... Zero percent concerned about a miscut at the at the PGA for basically any of these guys. Um, there's a question about Patrick Reed. Doesn't this seem like a great fit? What is his expected ownership? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty good fit, and I would like it if it was going to be really really tough and these guys were the wind was going to be blown and they were going to be missing lots of greens. I have met three percent. Rick, I got a couple of questions for you. What would an updated model look like? I just ran one. Who is producer Mina's pick? Bryson. And are you seeing anything new to wet Mark? I'm, that's my fault. I got here late. I answered all those already. I'm behind on. I'm behind on questions, obviously, but I'm trying to get through as many good ones as I can here. Um, and some of them I've answered already, so I can skip through those. Don't resubmit questions. I'm already seeing that. I'm getting to them. You do not have to resubmit your question. I've been watching your videos for years. And just want to say thanks for all the hard work. I appreciate that, Kyle. Much appreciated. Okay, who's your sleeper pick flying under the radar this week? So I'm going to say sleeper could mean. A long shot or someone who is not, I'll take it as um, not very popular, okay? Uh, I see Corey Connors at 7.8%. That has my attention. I also see um, Taylor Gooch at 6.7% has my attention. I think that's, like, let's look at Taylor Gooch, right? Now, say what you will about the two live events. He's got top tens in both of them. He misses the cut at the U.S. Open, which could be weird because it's his first event back after joining Liv. He still gained four and a half strokes on approach. He gave, gave it back and then some in the short game categories. Generally a very good ball striker. Generally finishes top 20 a lot. Um, just no one wants a piece of him. I, I, I do not mind uh, Gucci. As someone whose channel is named Rick Run Good, how far can you actually run on a good day? And why is Jordan Spieth going to win while eating ice cream on the 18th? Ooh, um, I ran a 10K once with like very little training. I don't know if that's impressive or not. I don't run much. I could I could bike better than I can run, uh, but I would prefer not to run all that much. Uh, Jordan Spieth is just the most creative, sickening, human being ever and links golf unlocks a side of his brain that most people only dream to be able to get into and he is well capable of winning and also missing the cut here right like this is his range of outcomes is massive when it comes to the top guys but i'm i'm buying it right links golf and Jordan Speeth are peanut butter and jelly who are some of the Euro slash DP World Tour guys uh, based on numbers recent? Okay, so here's the best way I can probably answer that, Kevin. Let's go to the power rankings. I'm going to just pull over last 24 on the Euro Tour. Okay, now this is something I don't usually do, but because there's so many of them here, um, I- I'm going to do it. So Ryan Fox is gaining like 3.4 strokes per round. Sam Horsfield, actually pretty good. He's been playing on Live as well. Uh, Louis, Adrian Moronk, uh, Thomas Peters, you know, Lucas Herbert, Victor Perez, those would be the top guys from, uh, from the Euro tour exclusively. I'll, I'll deep dive you on Sam Horsfield real quick. Cause he's another guy who's been playing the two live events and he's got, uh, two top tens there as well. Uh, missed the cut at both other major championships this year, but he won earlier this year in May. If you know, again, take that for, for what it's worth. And he's a like, look at the how sick is this that we have the that we have the the Euro Tour stats now? Like I I just forgot I put them in there a half hour ago and I forgot. Look at this! Look how good of a ball striker he is. Gaining strokes on approach. Oh, this is a beautiful stat profile. God, I love having that Euro stuff. Okay, Sam Horsfield. Who do you think will be better, Ryan Fox or Robert McIntyre? Ryan Fox is like by far the hottest player on the European tour and also I think this is a better setup for him than Scotland was or than the Scottish Open was. This is he's going to be able to bite off all that he wants. Um I don't mind that. You must keep it cool in your house. Too damn hot today for a long sleeve here in Vegas. Yes, we keep the energy company in business. Uh it's actually not entirely true. We have solar, but yes, we keep the AC on constantly. Can you please rank Sam Burns, Joaquin Neiman, and Sungjae Inman? I think I actually answered that already. Or maybe it was somebody else. Um, Neiman, Burns, Sungjae. I don't love the last two, unfortunately, because I I like them in general, but I don't think this is a great spot for them. In this 9K range, who do you have projected higher for points per dollar? Xander, Fitz, Willie Z, Cam Smith, Lowry. Uh, it's It's probably Will, Xander, Fitz, Smith, Lowry. Thoughts on Sahif. Okay, this is actually pretty fun. So we talk all the time about what a field player Sahif is, which we don't know for sure. Sahif. We don't know for sure, but I I think I think like Lynx golf could be, could be really good for him. Right. So he is such a field player, and there's a lot of stuff that you don't control on a Lynx golf course. But look at this recent form. T5, T53, T2, T16. Ball striking's there. Around the green play's been stout. Putter comes and goes. That's fine. I'd I'd be happy with that. Um, he's going to be very inconsistent. We talk about that all the time. But I I'm really in, there. There's a chance. Like he doesn't have much, if if any, links experience, right? Um, at least statistically. Like there's a chance that he's the unknown entity and he thrives in it. Would that surprise anybody? I don't think so. Okay. Are you factoring in age? I know the Open tends to favor experience more than any other major. Uh No. I think experience in general, like it's getting less and less important, right? What, what have we just seen in the last couple of years with um, the guys who have come out of college and Morikawa, Hovland, uh, throw Wolf in there. I know he's been struggling. But uh, Zal, I mean, there's just like a new crop of young studs every year. I, I just, I think... We're gonna look back in ten years and be like, "Oh yeah, uh, ten straight guys under twenty eight won the Open Championship." It's like no kidding, they did. There's a million of those guys, and they're all sick. So no, I don't really care as much about that. Um, I don't don't have to submit the questions multiple times. Zach alludes to something that I was that I've mentioned earlier. Brown fast... Surface Australia, Australian sand belt for sure. Uh give it to the Aussies, maybe. I don't, I don't, I like Adam Scott. I like Cam Smith. I like Cam Smith because when he misses, he misses left. You can miss left all day at St. Andrews. Um there's definitely a tie in there, right? It can't be the only decision maker that we use, the only factor that we use in decision making, but I'm I'm cool with it. Let me see if I I'm not sure I have anything. Marco, a friend of mine is playing in the open. Can you deep dive Marco? I don't know how to say that. Payne? Pegne? I don't know how he pronounces that. I'm not sure I have anything on him. I'll check real quick, but um, I'm not super optimistic about this. I'm running through the entire, oh no, wait, hold on. I might. Hold on a second. What do I have on this guy? I have his name in the database, but I don't think I have any, I have eight rounds on him. So I I can't do much of a deep dive. I've got eight European tour rounds on him, uh, from 2020 and 2019, one, uh, miscut, miscut and a T61. That's kind of cool. I wish I had more. I, I mean, I wish I had more to say, but that's, that's pretty cool. Would you like to see St. Andrews on the schedule more often or do you prefer how special it becomes every several several years? Yeah, probably the latter there. I've run several models and JT is almost always near the top. Does his history on Lynx courses can give you concern? No. So, okay. Uh, I might have described JT already as kind of like, I think he's the X factor at the top of the board, right? I think naturally people are going to want to go to Spieth. They're going to want to go to Scheffler. They're going to pivot to, oh, excuse me, they'll go to Rory or they'll go to Spieth. Or they'll just start at Xander, or if they want to pivot, they'll go to Scheffler. Uh, JT is really interesting, right? And he hasn't putted well in his last two, but he's a much more improved putter this year. Got a different—it's—it's it's physically a different neck on his putter. It's a—I think it's a plumber's neck. It's—it's it's been great for him, and he's been basically tied to the hip of Tiger Woods in fifty-some odd practice holes around the old course. So if there was ever a chance that JT was going to snap off and win an open championship it feels like it feels like right now i think he's i think he kind of can win you, can win you all the money quite honestly if tiger wins do we all skip work on monday it should be a federal holiday so yes i if you guys are cool with not getting a 3m preview until tuesday i will just like do nothing on monday let's pretend the weather stays like this laughing emoji that's pretty funny i agree we have a slight am pm but is it just is it but it just isn't enough to get me off or lower my exposure i don't think it should be right so this is the other dirty little secret in all this um there is a lot of oxygen spent on will there be a wave advantage in fantasy and in in betting on golf and i think it's warranted however the industry has proven not to be very good at predicting what it is. There have been countless times in the last couple of years or last year, even where the consensus industry side was wrong, just flat out wrong. And the other side got a better advantage. Um, There's also an issue where Justin Thomas comes out of the worst group and wins at the PGA championship. Uh, I think Matt Fitzpatrick came out of the worst wave and won the U S open Xander Schauffele came out of the worst wave and won the Scottish. So If a guy's playing better than everyone else, sometimes it doesn't matter what wave they're in. So if you built six, you know, stacked lineups for those majors, uh, you didn't have the winner in them. You probably did pretty well, but you didn't have the winner. So I'm not, Mr. Mike, I almost called you Dr. Mike. I almost elevated you to a doctor. Uh, Mr. Mike, like if there's someone you love, roll with it. Is this a good spot for Cam Davis? Uh, Are you talking about the Barbasol? Because that's where he's playing. Or the Barracuda? Yes. I have $6,200 left. Oh, okay. I think I do have a $6,100 guy. Um, Oh, Brandon Wu. Yeah, no, if you if you are like stuck and you have $6,200 left and you like need to play those guys and you don't want to do anything else, play Brandon Wu. He's 6,100. Brandon Wu, an accomplished collegiate golfer who is coming off a T30 at the John Deere, a T6 at the Scottish Open where he gained seven strokes on approach, which he's capable of doing because now he's gained seven at the Scottish, five and a half in Mexico, capable of getting hot. It's going to be inconsistent. He might lose you nine strokes putting. I don't know. But if you are just dead stuck Uh, play Brandon Wood. Two picks for the one and done Fleetwood or Hatton. Hatton. Uh, who would you pick this week for one and done? Speeth, JT, Cam Smith currently sitting in second place. If you're currently sitting in second place, and I I had somebody ask me something similar, you should probably just play JT, right? Like, I I think his floor is much higher than Speeth's. Is Speeth might win, but I think he finishes like in the 40s. Much more often than Justin Thomas does. So if you are front running, as much as it hurts me to not to not roll Spieth out, I think you have to play JT for one and done. This would be the last time I use one of the live guys. I have DJ Bryson and Brooks left. Would you? Which one of those has uh, highest upside? Any other considerations? I don't know who else you have left, but if I was going to play one of those guys, I'd play DJ. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. This is a username called Love MILFS, and he always refers to himself in the third person. So it says Love MILFS canceled his Rick Rungood account on, in January, and since then has played exactly 110 DFS laps with zero six of sixes. Coincidence? Uh, no, not a coincidence. You're absolutely guaranteed to have six of sixes. Uh, Asterix, not guaranteed. Uh, Brad Kennedy, though, is the question here. 6,500 bucks. Here's Brad Kennedy. Here's the data that I have on him. Uh, not much. T14 in Saudi. Where's he been playing otherwise? Uh, how do you get into this event? Because he doesn't have, I don't know if he's been playing on the Asian tour, which I don't have the data in here yet. That'll be in here soon, but boy, that's not a lot of great stuff. Uh, I'd rather play woo at 6,100, honestly, save the 400 bucks. Struggling with my betting card this week. Do you think top heavy is best? I do thinking of running out the same guys as last week. X speed Smith. Uh, I think you should do it. Oh, Randy fine. Or Ryan finally asked it. Somebody finally asked what's your betting card. Okay. So it looks a little bit different for a major um you know I'd be lying if I said I just didn't want to have action on it like have a sweat on a major so it's probably a little bit more top heavy than expected and then I do have the friends and family in there so uh it is one two three four five it's six guys but two one of them is Victor at 46 to one which I was gonna bet whether he was one to one or 100 to one so I don't usually count that and then uh tiger just for kicks at 110 to one because Circa is about 110. Everyone else, everyone else has them at 60 tiger has he, 110. So I was like, I'll just throw 20 bucks on that. So uh, removing those, which I was going to bet them no matter what. Uh, Xander at 16 Speeth at 18 and cam Smith at 25. It's very rare that I would put, uh, three, three guys on a card that top, like it's just, that's very top heavy for me, but I, I, it's a major, I want to have a sweat. I like these guys. I'm going to bet the guys that I like. And then max home at 70. So really that's, that's what I would define my card. It has to be small. Um, I, I'm at 16, 18 and 25. There's not much wiggle room I can do after that with the way that I build these cards. So home at 70. And then I call you know, tiger and, and, and Victor friends and family. I also did bet tiger to make the cut as I have every other, um, Major Trevel or travel uh, says Emiliano Grillo seems like he's peaking. I agree. Okay. Uh, Grillo got the opposite of the baby swag, right? Usually guy has a baby and, and uh, plays well. He had a baby and missed like nine cuts in a row, but what are we seeing? Great off the tee play again, ball striking's back. Usually plays well at coastal courses, hits a heavy ball, putter, not the worst. I mean, he's usually a very, very bad putter. Uh, I, I I like Grillo. I I'm with you here. This is a, this is a good one. Oof, Tiger plus one fifty over Bryson in a week long matchup. Is that a trap? If it's a trap, I'm stepping into it. Excellent content as always. Missed the first few minutes. Thoughts on Connors? Yeah, let's talk about Corey Connors. So I I think the good news is, um. It's going it, to, you expect this to be very on brand for Corey Connors, where it, it is basically how far will he go will depend on how far, how, how far the putter takes him or how far the putter allows him to go. Um, because the ball striking numbers are always phenomenal. The other thing that I like about Corey Connors, he is not, <coughs> excuse me, particularly long, which is not a detriment here. And he is very, you know, he's pretty good from these, like, you know, he's 14th on tour from 100 to 125 yards. He's, um, you know, inside the top 50 from 50 to 75, inside the top 60 from 50 to 125. Like, those little wedge shots, I think, are, are going to be critical this week. And he can play to any number that he wants. So, I'm, I'm just hoping he doesn't three-putt a ton. Uh, but otherwise, I think, I think Connors is, is pretty slick. Are you playing any live guys this week? Um, listen, I, I think the best live options are, are Dustin, uh, Answer, uh, Reed, especially if things get really wonky. And then I think Taylor Gucci is just pretty, pretty undervalued. Can you rank these guys in order for DFS? Sahith, Aaron Wise, Lucas Herbert, Stuart Sink, Sam Horsfield. I'd probably go Sahith, Wise, Horsfield, Herbert Sink. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Does Hideki play another PGA Tour event after this? I would bet yes, but I, my guess is not many more. Rick, if you keep reverse jinxing Bryson, I'm going to have to bet him. Yeah. I might have to bet him too. Somebody. Okay. So it was funny. I I got clipped saying I give him like zero chance to win and people were offended by that. And I was like, well, odds makers have met 110 to one. They're giving him a 0.8% chance to win. I'm only giving him a 0% chance to win. It's only 0.8% different. So like, I don't know. Um, Oh, I lost my spot. Um, there's, uh, there was a question about scrambling. I didn't, I lost my spot, but there was a question about scrambling. I think scrambling is kind of important this week. So it, it, it's a flawed stat. Don't get me wrong. It's an absolute flawed stat. But um, what you get is a lot of situations in links golf and a lot of situations around here where it's like, just put the ball in the hole. Like just put the ball in the cup. No matter how it happens, just just do it. And scrambling kind of, is that, isn't it? So I don't mind scrambling as much this week. So if you want guys who scramble well, top scramblers in this field, Lowry, Fitzpatrick, Chris Christian Bazadenho, Justin Thomas, Seamus Power, Keith Mitchell, Tommy Fleetwood, Tom Hoagie, JT Post. Uh, Riku with the wins question. Uh, I like Riku a lot though. So uh, yes, it's at the beginning of the show. I believe that AMPM will have if there's an advantage, a slight wind advantage, I use the super forecast, um, but I'm not like I'm not like breaking my neck to to only play AM PM guys. I think if you ask me right now, that's the side I'd prefer, I'm like sixty forty. And there's like a very good chance that changes nine times during the event. Think about this: they're all going off number one too. They go off number one, and they have daylight until like eleven o'clock at night. This these tee times are. This is gonna take forever. Right, there are tea times for like nine hours on Thursday, um. So a lot's a lot's going to change. Is it too much of a reach to take Fox in one and done? Yes. How would you suggest balancing scores versus true links type of skill set guys based off current weather? Um, there is okay. I'm not usually the hot take machine, Milton. It says I saw some thinking record lows. In what scenario do you think you're good? Are you going to get record low scores? Here they come, right? I, I get it. But the golf course has been baked out for three days. Have you ever seen it so brown? Have you ever seen it so brown? You can drop a golf ball, bounce up, hit you in the head right? I, I just do not envision a scenario, even when the wind lays down, that this is like record low scoring. Will guys go low at some point, depending on the wind? Sure. I don't see a record low scenario. They're going to tuck these pins. It's also, you know, you know what the hardest thing to do is in golf, especially for these guys is um have 80 or 60 yards in to a firm green. And you've got to find the right spot of a, of a 22,000 square foot green, right? Like, And you can't control the ball when it lands. Like, I I don't know. There's just no way they they shatter records this week, right? Am I nuts? Is Brandon Wu live for top 20? Yes. How do you like power for top debut player? Without knowing the odds? It's not bad. Pretty big on power this week. Favorite top 10 play? I kind of go both ways on this. Like, you could just say Rory at even money. Um, If you want somebody further down the board who has legitimate, like, legit top 10 upside... Um I'd check Terrell Hatton's number, right? Kind of a kind of a volatile guy. Like I would never take I would never take Corey Connors in a top 10. Top 20 would be much better. Um I would I would check that. Or like Patrick Reed, right? Guys that when they play well, they they get to the top of the leaderboard. In a five player pool with no weights, do you suggest starting with Rory McElroy? And go down. Yes. No. It, unless, it, it, if you're playing with like 10 people, just take the, the the best five guys. If you're playing with like 100, take five of the top 15 guys. If you're playing with 1,000, take five of the top 25 guys and differentiate that way. And But no, if there's like literally nothing else but, hey, just who's going to finish the best, just take the best guys. I know it's corny. I know it's boring. It's what you should do. Is this the last event we see live guys this year? Uh, almost certainly, right? Because they are definitely not playing on the PGA Tour and that's all we have left. So yes. What's the Paul Casey situation? The Paul Casey situation is that he has not played golf competitively since the one and a half holes that he played at the match play and then withdrew and then conceded uh, his final two matches. Remember that? That was in March. The start before that was great. It was the third place finish at the players where he tees off on 18 in the mix, finds a divot. Don't get me started on that. Uh, that's it. We have not seen Paul Casey play competitively anywhere else in the world. We have no idea what his back situation is. We have no idea of anything really. So that's the situation of all the guys above $9,000. Who would be your choice to win the whole thing? And who would be your choice to miss the cut? These are always great to like get clips for later. Um, I am very much on the record that I think Jordan Speeth is going to win this thing. Uh, would it surprise me if Xander won? No. Would it surprise me if Rahm or Rory won? No, but like, I think Jordan Speeth is going to win. Uh, of those guys to miss the cut. Hideki, Hideki's missed the last three of three of his last four cuts at the open championship. Didn't play well in Scotland. Uh, I keep saying in Scotland, like we're not still in Scotland at the Scottish open. Um, so I, I think he would be the reasonable one to miss the cut. Rick late to the show here, but what are the chances we see a live guy, uh, contend good or bad for ratings? It would be massive. If the live guys fill, it would be insane. But realistically, if you got Brooks and Bryson or Brooks and DJ or Brooks and Reed in the final couple of groups on Sunday, uh, they will shatter every single record, especially if it's like Rory JT like it'll it'll shatter everything. We're we're 7 minutes away from the top of the hour. I'm obviously going to have to go longer and I'm happy to cuz I'm freaking stoked, okay? So, I see there's a lot of questions. They're coming, baby. Some of these 6K Euro guys look good this week. Thoughts on going more stars and scrubs? Uh that is what I've opted to do. I I believe and don't quote me on this in my it's either the $100 or the $200 single entry, have three guys over 9K and I did I did go down to the bottom. I'm I'm fine with that. This is an event that is volatile in nature. Um, you might get a weather draw, you might just get lucky, you might get very lucky. It's just it's just weird. And I'm embracing that a little bit. Okay. Uh hey Rick, new subscriber this week. Love the data. Thank you, Mr. Mike. I have can't lay interest. Is it odd that he's first in approach putt performance, but 117th in three putts? No, um, that means he misses that putt, right? So it means he is on average uh, hitting them closer, but on his first putt and then missing them would be the combination to, to get those two things. Rick, are you buying or selling Tiger? That's a world record. 54 minutes into a show, someone finally mentioned tiger woods and I get to opt into the tiger woods rant. Um, I'm generally buying. So let me, let me, let me describe this. Um, he's played a ton of practice holes this week. The body's holding up. The old course is very, very flat. He is a magician. He is a wizard. His there are, there's going to be a million options and he's the best strategist. the, The game of golf golf has ever seen. Um, I, I just I I see a scenario in which he plays really, really well. Now, what's the best outcome for Tiger? I think it's like a top 25. And I don't know though, like I would be a little bit hesitant to play him for, for fantasy for like DFS purposes, because he's go like he's not a prolific birdie maker anymore. So if he goes out and shoots four sixty-eights, he's gonna do it with like four birdies and no bogeys, right? Like I, I don't know if he if he's gonna rattle off birdie streaks or cap and Eagle or something like that. I just, I do worry about his fantasy scoring, but I'm generally quite bullish. I bet him to make the cut. I will um, probably bet him in some round by round matchups, keep a very, very close eye on him. I think you should be more excited this week than you have been in the other two major championships. I lost my spot, but I'm getting back to it. Okay. Okay. Uh some I use StreamYard and sometimes it bounces on me. Uh which actually looks like see, this is unfortunate. Did it looks like it skipped 30 minutes of questions? Hold on a second. Let me bear with me. I'll answer a couple more, but let me let me just make sure because I will I can get them back through YouTube. So just give me uh give me one second. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. So Hey, Rick, play 80% of Leashman last week. didn't end well. Should I ride the train again? I think you should. There is that connection to the sand belt. Okay, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump over to YouTube here. So I might not be able to display these comments, uh, but I will go through them. Ah, crap. Sorry, There are too many questions. We broke the system here. Okay. How are we feeling about prize picks individual holes? This is from Sheerdog. Sure I can't display the message. Sorry, Sheerdog. Sure um, any holes to keep an eye on if the winds change? Yeah, so I'm I'm waiting to see. So number five is a and I, I love windfinder for this. Um let me pull it up on the map. So here is here is St. Andrews, and the old course is up here in this exposed exposed portion of it. So um number five is here. So on Thursday morning-ish, uh wind is like seven miles an hour. This is a very gettable. Whoops, a very gettable uh par five. I think it played to four point five in in uh in in 2015. So as long as that is not like a stern wind in their face, I'll probably be leaning unders on number five for prize picks. And then we'll keep an eye on it as as the wind starts to change a little bit. Um so there's a question about Christian Bezadenhoe. Uh, i I, it's from Michael, Michael. I generally throw c into the category of, uh, just puts the ball on the cup. I think he's a little bit reliant on the short game, but listen, we're gonna have to draw some lines somewhere. He seems to be, he seems to be getting it done. Uh, saw some stats that Fitzpatrick was not all that exceptional from the key buckets this week. Uh, is that true? Well, you know, buckets are flawed, but we can look into this. Uh, give me one second here i to make sure I got all my stuff in order. Okay. I'm flipping through a bunch of different things now. Okay. So uh, he is not. So he's 129th from 75 to 100. He's 120th from 50 to 75. He's 50. He's 156th from 50 to 125. And he's 128th from 100 to 125. That is not great. That is a little bit concerning. Rick, going to be in Vegas this weekend. Where will you be watching golf? Circa? Would love to meet up. Um, Honestly, I'll probably be watching from my couch. It's going to be like in the middle of the night. If I do get somewhere, it'll be Circa, but I'm on, I'm legit on Scottish time right now. Like it is 9 p.m. for me right now. Uh, that like, <laughs> I was asleep at six o'clock last night and I was up at three o'clock. So um, I, I don't think I'll be leaving the house to watch golf. If I do, it'll be at Circa and I'll tweet about it if you guys want to come come hang out. Oh man, I got, we got to figure out StreamYard here, Mina. Rick, who you got for first round leader? Okay. This is a good question. And one that we can back up with data here. So I'm going to go strokes game by round on the, uh, Holy grail here. And then what I want to show you guys is, uh, essentially camp Smith. So let's find Cam Smith. If you look at all, and I'll go just first round only. He generally gets off to a really hot start. 10 of his last 12 rounds, uh, he has gained strokes in the opening round. So, and, and these are not small totals, three, four, five. If you go and look at like the head-to-head matchup tool and you look at Cameron uh, Smith and you look at how often he gains, uh, you know, three, four, and five, let's go last 36 rounds. That's probably a bit more predictive. Like how often he gains three, four, and five strokes per round. It's more than John Rahm right? It's like more than Scottie Shepard. He's just like a super high ceiling golfer. He's someone that I would look at for first round leader. Absolute loaded question from Trevor says, what would you say is the most important stat to consider when selecting players? Um, there's a million. If you want me to boil it down to one strokes gain total. If you want me to boil it down to something else. Um, I, I actually believe that, uh, strokes gain less 36 is, is highly correlated. And also uh, to fantasy points, top top twenty odds are very highly highly correlated to to uh, fantasy score. I have seventy one hundred dollars left in a single entry. Who should I play? Well, I would say you should play Aaron Wise or Siwoo Kim or. That's probable. Or Sam Horsfield. Good luck. Do we touch Phil at all? I cannot imagine. Right? Like in what scenario? Phil's been horrible. Phil's been horrible since he won the PGA Championship. Right? Here's Phil. Horrible. Dark red everywhere. Horrible. I mean, I don't even know what else to say. He's not even playing well on Live. T-33 and 40th for a guy they gave like 200 million bucks to. That's That's insane. Can't do that. Can we all agree that Rick is amazing? That would be nice if we could all agree on that. (laughs) My mother thinks so. Um, Can you rank Wu, Lawrence, and J. Kim, and why? I I think you realistically have to give the nod to Brandon Wu, right? He plays on the PGA Tour. He has played well on the PGA Tour recently, and he pops on approach. Then I think you have to go with J. Kim, who, again played well at the Scottish, has played well at a major championship this year. And Lawrence's stuff is better than I anticipated, but I I think you objectively have to say those two guys are are better options. How do we feel about uh, hammering Seamus Power plus 10 in a matchup versus Ryan Fox? Ooh. I feel pretty good about that. Let's see what the numbers have to say about it. Power. Oh, I mean... The problem is this is uh Fox is going to get a big bump here because of all this is not weighted. So he's going to get a huge bump here. Yeah. So here's the little problem. I'll, I'm going to work in weighted strokes gained into this because right now Ryan Fox is the favorite, but that is all European Tour stuff. So I'll work I'll work uh, weighted strokes gained in there. Just picking up my spot here. Um Deep dive on Victor Hovland. Okay, so I have a lot of thoughts about Victor. I don't think so. So I generally think that uh, his strengths, obviously the driving and the ball striking, are a little bit um, devalued here, just because you know I would love him on really tight penal like API, like Arnold, like Bay Hill, perfect, like places where if you miss the fairway, you're gonna be you're gonna be punished. And that is not necessarily what's going to happen here. Also, these these wedge areas for Victor are not particularly great. I do think that um, he's going to have a lot of options around the greens. And first of all, he's probably not going to hit many, or he's not going to miss many greens. You know, so the around the green stuff that everybody always wants to talk about probably doesn't matter this week. The average in 2015 was like uh, 12, what was it, 12 greens in regulation, something like that? Maybe it was more than that. Uh, was it 14? I think it was 14 greens in regulation. There's a chance Victor just hits 16 or 17 or 18 greens in regulation, right? I mean, it's just, I don't think he's going to have to chip at all. Uh, and if he does, if he's greenside, he can just putt. I, I wish it was a little more penal off the tee though. Okay. Let me, I'm slipping, I'm flipping to my other system here because I got to get back to some some other questions here. Um... <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one can we see past winners odds? I will tweet it out. I'll, I don't have it super handy. I'll tweet it out. What other courses would you use as comps for the old course? Um, okay. Good question. So I would say Royal Melbourne. Uh, I think you could also say Kapalua Kapalua has got the second biggest greens on tour. They're not even close to what you're going to get this week. They're like 8,000 square feet. And, um, <laughs> the old course is like 22,000 cause there's seven shared greens. And there's a lot of undulation and uneven lies. Same with Augusta National. So I would say Augusta National, Royal Melbourne, and um Kapalua. Do I have have do they play at Royal Melbourne outside of that one president's cup? Let me just check real quick and see if I have any data here. Cause that would be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? If I could show you the comp stuff. Bear with me one second. I would like to do this. Yeah, so they played – oh, well, they played the President's Cup there. Uh... Yeah, no. Okay, I thought I had it. I do not. Um, Okay. Willie Z or Shane Lowry won and done. I went with – oh, uh, I almost told you. Crap, now I can't even answer that question. So I have, I also have this problem where I'm I'm leading my one and done, and I know a lot of you are trying to find out who I played. Um, well, now you know I went with one of those guys. I just butchered this. I I went with I uh I went with Zaltors. So there you go. I don't know if that helps anybody. Uh, I think I've answered a lot of these, which is good. Okay, Keith Mitchell. So I, I, I want to get this. I want to get this right. There's a. Can you do a deep dive on Keith Mitchell? I'm a big fan of Keith Mitchell. He's been phenomenal. I'm a little bit worried about this this course for him. Again, his strength is the driver, which will be handy. But like, I don't know if it's going to be super handy. He's also not great from these wedge areas. He's also a highly, like, huge three putt liability. Right. So I, I love, I love Keith Mitchell. Uh and, and he's playing well and all that fun stuff. I would like to get him at the 3M and Rock and Mortgage and everywhere else, but this is not not particularly I, I don't think it's a great setup for him. I hope he proves me wrong. Adam Scott, we already talked about yes, I think I'm in on Scott. Um what are realistic expectations for Webb and Powers placement? Uh we- Powers has legitimate top 20 upside. Web, I think, his most common finish is like T27, and it's got to be... I mean, th- this would, in general, be a pretty good spot for Webb, right? If distance isn't going to matter, if he's going to get a lot of rollout, if you get to play the wedge game, this should be a decent spot for him. So I'm probably more bullish on Webb than most weeks, but probably not as bullish on power at this point. Oh, okay. Okay, good. I- I'm closing the gap. I can see where I missed those questions, and I'm I'm now... uh. Okay, this is good. This is great. I think I might be caught up now. I think I closed the gap looking at two different systems here. Good, 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 good. Okay, I think I'm caught up. This is amazing. All right, it's great. So I can close this one out. All right. If there are any final questions, we'll go for like a couple more minutes, but I'm finally caught up. If there are any final questions about anything you want, drop them in right now. This golf tournament starts in what? Nine and a half hours. Um I'm 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 Loving it. I will not miss a second. I cannot wait for this. Use the code Rick at prize picks. Use the code Rick at jock market. We have a jock market power hour tonight. Anything you want, we'll go like five more minutes. We'll get out of here. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to talk through. Um, I sent out my email newsletter. I talked about comp courses. I did one and done projections. I did major championship lead in form. I covered all of this stuff. I think I'm pretty happy with where I'm at, but it, like this is it. Last chance. Let's go. Oh, now they're coming in. All right, Billy Ho. There was a couple of questions about Billy Horschel. Um, Billy Horschel does not have great uh, open championship history, right? So let me get you let me get you Billy Horschel here. I I think Billy Horschel falls into kind of a subcategory of Bryson. Bryson's trying to remove variables. Not that Billy Horschel's like that, but Billy Billy does not necessarily come across as a Super creative golfer to me. This um, is the cut at the Scottish Open. Uh, let's look at his Open Championship record here. I think it's great. Yeah. He's missed the cut in five out of seven. His best finish is a T30. It was here, though, in 2015, and a 53rd. It's just like I, I don't find him to be all that creative of a player. Oh, crap. I shouldn't have asked for all those questions at the same time. Um... I've answered a lot of these, which is good. Could you start JT and Scheffler and be different in most lineups? Probably. Oh, JT and Scheffler. Yes. Yeah. Two guys in the 10 K range with one, with, with neither of them being speed than Rory will be very different. What do you think about Neiman? Generally pretty high on Neiman. Best guys to target from the DP world tour. Uh, Fox and Catlin and uh, Tom Kim, who I guess is technically on the Asian tour. Um, who else we cover? Victor Perez. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody big though. Who am I missing? I'll think of it. No question. Just a statement. Good job. Appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I've answered a lot of these, which is good. Which is good, yeah. I don't think I'm getting anything new here. Um, Kurt Kittiyama is a very athletic; hits it further than he should, pops at times. This feels this feels a bit too big for him. We'll end on this. Uh, Tony Finau, a deep dive on Tony Finau. I don't think we've spent much oxygen on Tony this 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 week, so we'll we'll end on Tony Finau. Um, here's Tony's stat profile, and he's playing a lot of really good golf, and he's doing it in ways that are. Sorry, quite uh, sustainable from T to green, from ball striking. He has putted better. I will tip my cap to Tony. This is a very good stat profile. You know, you always worry, does he have what it takes, which is, you know, can't quantify this. Does he have what it takes to win a major championship? And uh, I'm not sure it necessarily matters at his price because he's got three consecutive top 15 finishes. Um, He hasn't missed the cut in five trips to the Open Championship, all of them better then 27th. So I will tip my large Nike cap uh, to Tony Finau. And I will say, I think he's a pretty good play for this week. Okay. We're going to stop there. I I legit could do this forever. I appreciate every single one of you. It's my favorite hour of the week. Um, Get set for it. Also, like it's going to be like when you, if you get wiped, you get wiped, right? Embrace the open. Don't go too crazy. There, it's going to, some things are going to suck, right? Sometimes you're just going to get beat and you're going to get unlucky. And there's going to be really popular guys who are very expensive that miss the cut. It's going to happen. It happens all the time. Uh, I will be, I will be with you in spirit. I will be on Twitter as is, that's where I will see you. And I'll see you tonight on the jock market power hour at eight 15. Otherwise good luck. Take care. Good night.